Welcome to the Trucking Market Update on the State of Freight Podcast, brought to you by FTR, where we share timely transportation intelligence with you on a weekly basis. The Trucking Market Update is hosted by FTR's Vice President of Trucking, Avery Weiss. As Avery presents the information in the podcast, you can follow along and review the graphs and indicators by downloading the PDF or PowerPoint of the presentation from our podcast landing page. A link to the PDF and PowerPoint is available now at www.ftrintel.com podcast. From there, you can also find past episodes and downloads for the Trucking Market Update, as well as the weekly rail market update with Todd Tronowski and much more. That link again is www.ftrintel.com podcast. Welcome to FTR's weekly trucking market update. I'm Avery Weiss, Vice President of Trucking. This is episode 196 for the week of January 16th, 2023. Before we start, a reminder that you can download a PDF with graphics related to this discussion at www.ftrintel.com podcast. We'll start this week with diesel prices, and it has become fairly boring over the last couple of weeks as the increases and decreases or in what we would have considered a year ago to be a normal range. But at least the move is in the right direction. The national average price of diesel declined 2.5 cents to $4.52.4 a gallon during the week into January 16th. Coupled with the decrease in the previous week, diesel prices are now at their lowest level since the week ended February 28th of last year. However, they are still 42 cents higher than they were during that week. Prices are about 80 cents higher than they were a year ago. Looking at prices by region, one big outlier was to the downside. The average price in the central Atlantic fell by 16.4 cents. As of the latest week, only three regions are seeing average prices above $5 a gallon. That's the central Atlantic, New England, and California, and the first two of those easily could follow, uh, follow fall below um, $5 a gallon in the next week or two. We still are not seeing much movement in the underlying factors, such as crude prices or inventories. West Texas Intermediate continues to trade mostly between $75 and $80 a barrel. Okay, let's move on and talk about the spot market for truck freight during the week ended January 13th, which is week two of the year. And this definitely has more to uh, talk about than diesel prices. The surge in dry van and refrigerated spot rates during the final two weeks of last year continued to unwind in the second week of this year. Broker posted refrigerated rates in the truck stop system uh, during the week fell by the most in a single week in more than eight years, while dry van rates dropped by the most in a week since April. Spot rates in both segments remain above those prior to the holidays. Uh, Load activity was also down in both segments, but flatbed saw gains both in rates and in volume. So let's uh, dig a little bit more deeply into this. We'll start with rates. The total broker posted spot market rate fell more than six cents. Rates were almost 19% below the same week last year, but 6% above the five-year average. FTR estimates that excluding a fuel surcharge, uh, rates were um, more than 27 cents, 7% below the same week last year. Okay, let's look at rates by segment. 
Spot uh, rates in dry van fell about 11 cents after declining nearly 5 cents in the prior week. Rates were still about 8 cents higher than during the week before Christmas. They were about 25% below the same 2022 week and six-tenths of a percent above the five-year average. Refrigerated spot rates plunged nearly 28 cents after falling nearly 19 cents in the previous week. The decrease was the largest since July 2014. Even so, refrigerated rates are still slightly higher than they were for most of the fall before Thanksgiving. Rates were nearly 28% below the same week last year, but 2% above the five-year average. And flatbed spot rates increased nearly three cents. They were 13% below the same week last year, but 10% above the five-year average for the week. Okay, let's look at volume. Total spot volume barely changed at a three-tenths of a percent increase as stronger flatbed loads offset declines in dry van and refrigerated. Volume was nearly 55% below the same week last year and nearly 11% below the five-year average. Activity was up in the southeast and in the south central, but it was down in all other regions. Okay, let's look quickly at each of the segments. Dry van declined about 6% after rising 30% in the prior week. Volume was more than 53% below the same week last year, but essentially equal to the five-year average for the week. Refrigerated loads fell about 19%. Volume was nearly 57% below the same 2022 week and nearly 7% below the five-year average. Flatbed, flatbed loads rose nearly 18% to the highest level since early October. Volume was almost 60% below the same week last year and about 70 or 26% below the five-year average for the week. Okay, let's wrap up the weekly indicators with a quick look at unemployment benefits and mortgage rates. Despite numerous reports of layoffs at large companies, the nation's overall unemployment picture is not really reflecting that dynamic. Seasonally adjusted initial claims for unemployment benefits changed little in the latest week, and they're continuing at nearly the lowest level since September. Seasonally adjusted continued claims fell by 63,000 and were at their lowest level since mid-November. Mortgage rates declined modestly after two weeks of small increases. The average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage in the latest week was 6.33%. Freddie Mac, which supplies this data, says that the market remains, quote, hypersensitive, end quote, to rate movements um, with purchase demand experiencing large swings relative to small changes in rates. Next week, we'll talk about sales of existing single-family homes in December. You may recall that through November, those sales had fallen for 10 straight months and had dropped to a level we had not seen since the lockdown phase of the pandemic. Okay, let's move on to monthly indicators. And it's a fairly light week, but there are some important ones to discuss, including what arguably is the most important indicator in the current economy, given uh, its effect on consumption and its effect on um, the Federal Reserve uh, efforts to contain inflation, and that is consumer inflation. Uh, the news generally is good, at least in the latest month. The consumer price index eased a tenth of a percent in December, 
for the first month-over-month decrease since uh, May of 2020, but falling gasoline prices was largely responsible. The gasoline index fell 9.4%. Inflation is accelerating or decelerating in other key categories, however. Um, The food index ticked up three-tenths of a percent, but that was down from half a percent in November. And as recently as July, that index was up more than 1% or or 1% or more uh, month over month for uh, a fairly long stretch there in 2022. One key consumer cost that is not easing, however, is shelter. The shelter index rose eight-tenths of a percent in December, and that was up from six-tenths percent in November, and it matched the October gain. While the food, uh, while food price growth decelerated in the second half of 2022, as I mentioned earlier, costs for shelter actually accelerated. Overall, the 12-month change for the all items um, consumer price index was 6.5%, which is down from 7.1% in November, and it's the lowest year-over-year comparison since October of 2021. If we exclude the volatile food and energy sectors, the consumer price index actually increased three-tenths of a percent in December, and that's up from two-tenths of a percent in November. However, the core CPI was quite mild compared to the situation that existed before October, when monthly increases frequently had been running around six-tenths of a percent, and that had occurred really for about a year. The 12-month change in the CPI, less food and energy, was 5.7%. That is the lowest since December of 2021. Okay, let's look at an indicator of demand in the manufacturing sector. New orders for all manufactured goods, that's both durable and non-durable, in November fell 1.8% for the sharpest monthly decrease since April of 2020. But most of that drop can be blamed on aircraft. As we discussed in the first podcast of this year in the context of new orders for durable manufactured goods, lower orders for both civilian and defense aircraft distorted the overall demand picture. For the total manufacturing industry, transportation equipment orders accounted for a full point of the decline. Total new orders excluding transportation equipment fell eight-tenths of a percent. That's the largest decrease since July. The November decline is only the third month-over-month decrease since April of 2020. Although the aircraft industry pulled down durable goods orders, new orders for non-durable goods also were down notably, falling uh, 1.4%. The decrease is the largest since April of 2020, except for the 1.9% drop in July of last year. The Census Bureau uh, data is not adjusted for pricing, So recent declines in prices for some key industrial commodities likely are factors in the declines in orders of both durable and especially non-durable goods. Uh, We'll wrap up today with a look at the wholesale sector. An increase in inventories and a decline in sales in November resulted in an inventories-to-sales ratio for merchant wholesalers that matches pre-pandemic levels for the first time. The 1.35 ratio in November is slightly less lean than the 1.33 ratio 
in February 2020, but it actually equals the average that we had seen in 2019. Sales for merchant wholesalers were down six-tenths of percent in November. That was led by a 1.7% drop in sales of durable wholesale goods. Within that category, the largest drop of 4.9% was in metals. That was followed by a 2.7% decrease in lumber and a 2.4% decline in automotive. Sales of non-durable goods uh, increased four-tenths of a percent, led by a 4% increase in farm products that offset a 1.4% drop in petroleum. Uh, as was the case for uh, manufacturing orders, the Census Bureau data on wholesaler sales is not adjusted for pricing. Um, so the gain in farm products and the decline in petroleum likely are due largely to price changes. Okay, uh, let's wrap up this week um, by recapping some of the key takeaways. Uh, diesel prices declined modestly in the latest week. Van segment spot rates, especially refrigerated, fell sharply after the holiday surge. Jobless uh, benefit claims remain relatively low. Mortgage rates eased in the latest week. Consumer prices eased due mostly to gasoline. Total new manufacturing orders decreased, and wholesale inventories were less lean in November. We have lots to talk about next week, including industrial production and manufacturing output, retail and food service sales, sales of existing homes, and the producer price index. Plus, we'll talk about diesel prices and the spot market for truck freight during the latest week. That's it for FTR's trucking market, the trucking market update, episode 196 for the week of January 16th, 2023. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we hope you will join us. That's it for this week's Trucking Market Update on the State of Freight podcast. You can find more publicly available State of Freight content and download the PDF and PowerPoint of today's presentation by going to www.ftrintel.com podcast. FTR is the leader in freight transportation forecasting in North America, providing consistently reliable reports for trucking, rail, and intermodal transportation, as well as providing demand analysis for commercial vehicle and rail car. For more information about the work of FTR, visit www.ftrintel.com or call us at 888-988-1699 to find out which publications will best support your business.